Peace, diehards. This is your boy, Iru, the Any Star, hosted of the Dianix Podcast. This is a special podcast because I just appeared on the Nickus Show. They have a show every Wednesday at 8 o'clock where they're going to be highlighting uh, Knicks fans, uh, podcasters, or whoever they can get on the show. And I happen to be the first um, guest, man. So Dianix Podcast appeared on the Nickus Show, 8 o'clock, Nickus at night. So this is pretty cool, man. So we're just going to get right into it, man. We're going we're gonna to be talking about the Lakers and the Miami Heat uh um, series, and we're gonna tie in the Knicks, of course, man. So it'll be a nice little little show, man. So you can actually check it out now on Sportscaster or YouTube. But this is the audio version, man. So here it is for you guys that enjoy the audio. Check it. You know, off the top of your head or off the bat, or who do you think is gonna win Game One? Uh, game One, I want to say the Lakers. The Lakers, they're gonna try to take their heart, like just like a typical LeBron teams, man. They like to. You know, run. They what they want. They're gonna try to take their heart right away with the with the alley dunks and, you know, back cuts and all, all kind of stuff. You know, just that that typical play where they go to the baseline and throw the alley towards the middle. They're gonna be doing that at all all game. You know, to try to just take the energy away from them. Sure, for sure. I feel like with the LeBron versus Pat Riley thing, like I think today he was trying to downplay it. Like he's talking about how much respect he got, but we like he how much respect he has for Pat Riley. But we know LeBron at this point. He's just he's a petty dude. And, like, when he puts out a message, it's for a reason. You know what I mean? So he'll, he'll big up Pat Riley. But I think he's going to want to come out and just, like, like you said, just make a good first impression and just get out there. You know what I mean? Like, do what he does, like an 80-foot alley-oop to AD, you know? I mean, yeah, it, it works for him. He uses – that's one of the things that, that drives him forward. And we, we see in the past when she gets petty, LeBron gets gets ready. And he goes, <laughs> he goes off. Right. I think I think this game we're gonna see LeBron going back to you know his his roots and just going at the going at the Heat right now, um, but the defense of the Heat and three point barrage they're gonna come in with I'm excited to see that and I think they're definitely the underdogs but when you think about that Kobe possible narrative that's that's been that's been made. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, well, what, 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 I, Pat Riley, man, you can't forget about Pat Riley. You know, LeBron is salty on that side, but you know, Pat Riley with his suits. I'm quite sure he's done four, four, five suits before you know before the game even started, man. Joe, you know? <laughs> mafioso Pat, like he's like he's the type of dude where they showed him in the game and he's like went upstairs wearing a mask. I was like, how do you make a mask look gangster? You know what I mean, like. <laughs> like that's crazy that that swag that aura and like yo credit to him like he pulled it off like he got the heat back to the finals like what was it six years after lebron left and nobody expected yep. that you know mm-hmm. like i know we call him pat the rat around new york but yo you got to give credit when it's due to a legend you know what i mean that's that's six straight decades that pat Riley's in the nba finals that's crazy to me yeah as a player yeah. as a coach as a president and now you know again as a president in the 2020s six straight decades that that's unprecedented yeah, pass the man, man. And just, just Miami, he, the short amount of time he's been there, he rebuilt them like four times, man. That's that's, that's amazing. They're all four teams are basically um, all different, you know, all different styles of, of play, all different kind of players, you know. So, I mean, he's the man. You can't really, you can't really, um, just got to tip your hat to those guys. Even the Lakers, too. How many times have they rebuilt their franchise over the years? And they both have two different um, ways of going about it, too, which is, which is interesting. For sure. Yeah. I mean, with the Lakers, we know exactly what they did. They signed LeBron one summer, and then the next summer, they just threw all the, the young kids out of there, like just toss them to the side, get AD, and now we'll, you see where they're at, right? And then Miami, it's like 
remember a couple years back they gave out mad bad contracts to like these like role players like Dion Waiters, James Johnson, like straight up like some Nick shit basically. Like some yeah. Nick ish shit basically. But it, you know? it, did that, it did that just to clear it out eventually because you know Pat exactly. is the man, man. He, he he collects assets, whatever gets guys in, in a certain way where he could package them later. Because I mean he, he did the same thing on right well on when they when he got Shaq. You know, he, they, oh, they yeah, actually yeah. were playing pretty good. They had Lamar Odom and those guys, and he just scooped them up, tossed them to L.A. Shaq came over. I don't know how I can't even remember how they got Antoine Walker. Antoine Walker and all those guys they they got on um, um, Gary Payton, White Chalker, yeah. all those players. And next thing you know, they're in the finals and they win in the championship. It's crazy, man. Yo, it's like that. Like the perfect comparison is like seeing Iggy in the finals again, but in a Heat uniform. Like I swear to God, I forgot he was even on Miami before the bubble started. <laughs> <laughs> All these guys are getting rings too, man. It, well, um, our, what's the name? JR's gonna get a ring. Uh, who, who, who else? Um, Dion's gonna uh, get a ring. Gonna... Yo, what's wild is Dion's gonna get a ring regardless. Apparently, if Miami yeah. wins, yeah, if Miami wins, they got the choice to give Dion a ring. I don't think Pat will do it though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, when it comes down to, it, we know Jimmy Butler is gonna be the person who's gonna look at the most. Bam, second. Who do you think is that third player who really needs to step up? For the series against the Lakers, when you think about it, what well, for for Miami? Uh, yeah, well, I, I think that it's it's gonna be for for them. They like they they like old school. They they always find the open man. You know, um, somebody a, a couple of people on Twitter. We were talking about Twitter. A couple of people um have made the connection with um with the 04 um Detroit Pistons because mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. there's not there's not one player on a team that's like the alpha really. It just it just like what they play like seven guys. You know that's typical Miami too. They always go seven deep. So they got like seven yeah. guys. Guys are all all gangsters. They all just like Pat Riley, bunch of crazy maniacs. You know, led by um, you know, our boy Jimmy Butler and whatever man. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's just gonna be a night to night thing. Somebody, somebody always gonna pop off every night. So, yeah. What's What's interesting to me is like we saw kind of Jimmy take a backseat offensively last like series. He was still like what he does on defense. You know what I mean? Like locking down, just being that tough leader, but. Like, do you expect him to kind of step up and match LeBron, like, tip for tap in the finals, like, in terms of offense, or? Nah, I, th- I think he's just basically going to do the same thing, because if, if he starts to um to play hero ball, that, that just kills mm-hmm. the whole the whole thing that they're doing over there, man. So, I, I just can't, I can't wait, because I know some, I, I know, what's the, what's the guy's name, the um the Duncan guy? I know he's going to get off. Duncan Robinson. Yeah, yeah Duncan Robinson. I kind of like Duncan Robinson, man. You know, he, he's good with in, in the role that they have him in, and then, uh. You know, Tyler Hero's another another killer too. They all got the same personality, even to the to the small four senses. They all have that that it's like it's like they like they took the cop test. You know, when you when you when you when you meet a cop, they all got that that you know that 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 BDI and they got yeah. that you know, they got that, you know no, no not the cops. You know, I, I got family that that's police officers too, but they know they got the BDIs or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So they got mm-hmm. those characteristics. So like um you know they they just always tend to get the same kind of players. So that I mean, I'm excited, man. I can't I actually can't wait to to watch the game. You know. Yeah, and real quick, shout out to Sim Russell on the Nothing But Knicks family. We see Sim watching us right now. Shout out, man. Doing hey, good stuff. What's up, Sim? When it yeah, when it comes down to it, I think I think Tyler Hero might be that guy who's gonna step up at this point. As as if I had to choose anybody on that team as a third guy potentially to step up, he dropped thirty-seven points two games ago. That three-point shot is gonna be hard to hard to defend right now. And we got Dr. Robinson. He's 20 years old, bro. 20 years old, and he's not afraid to let his nuts drop, like, in the, oh in the big God. games. You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> that's crazy. Pause. 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 
Oh, man. Tyler, Tyler uh, Hero's not the way in my mouth just now, but you, you said it before I could. You said Tyler Hero in your mouth? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm all about the pause life, guys. I feel you. I feel you. Got to be careful. You never know. <laughs> but um, going back to your point about just, like, the kind of the two blueprints that both teams use, like, if you had to pick, like, if somebody just said, yo, we got option one, option two for like how you want the Knicks to build, would you go with the LA Lakers route? Like with all that they did to get to where they are right now in the finals? Or would you kind of do like Pat did with the Heat? You know, like hit on draft picks and a late lotto, you know what I mean? Kind of make these crazy trades that are out that are out the blue, you know what I mean? Or just go after the big fish, basically. Well, that makes my mouth water, you know, just the, you know, I mean, besides the Tyler Hero thing, man, but I mean, like for like the last 15 years or so, starting with um with Scott Layden and into Isaiah and all that stuff, we've been trying to do what the Lakers have, have, are doing now. We've been trying to do That's that the cool. whole time. You know what I'm saying? So we just always done the wrong thing, you know, always made the the wrong move at the right time. So, I mean, we've been there, done that. It would be nice to do that because we all have – right now we're at a crossroads where we can, where we can either do, do either one. We can trade mm-hmm. all of our assets and do the same thing. Try to do that, but – you know, we we've had bad luck up to this point, and then now we we um the media has made a mockery of us with um especially with Durant. You know, this it's not cool to be a Nick anymore. So we we kind of need to finally just do what diehard's been begging to do, and that's exactly what Miami's doing. You know, just um, exactly. get some gangsters. You know, with the same that's on the same page, guys that love the game, and um just uh, you know, look, we got Tom Thibodeau. I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, but that's the perfect coach to start this. You know. Yo, uh, facts. Yeah, facts. I'm with it. Hundred. 100%. Then when you look at some of the, you know, Nick's Twitter heads that are upset that we we hired Tom Thibodeau so so early with, with Doc Rivers out as if we are guaranteed Doc Rivers on our team. Like you said, Tom Thibodeau is perfect for what we're doing right now, building a gritty team. We have the front office organization. They, they're going to be put up to a test November 18th during the NBA draft, and we'll see what they do. But, shit, we got we got. A great coaching staff, you know. So it's just players. So it's on paper, right? It's like, on paper. We heard it before, yeah. you know. That's that it's PTSD just, coming back, you know. <laughs> right, but you know, it's at, at at this point, right, in developing the players, and that's that's what Miami's doing. And you know, truth be told, we, I don't think any of us really thought that Miami were title contenders a month ago. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't think so. But I think they were on that. I would have said they were on that trajectory of being like an LA team and develop their young guys and then sign a monster free agent or do a monster trade. But sometimes, it, you know, that, that first methodology of how they built their team is really the way to go. And I think I, I agree with you there. That's, that's the way we got to do. We can't keep looking at 2021 and assume we're going to get these free agents. Grab Giannis in 2021. We just, we just like got burnt. We just got burnt. You know, like with the KD and Kyrie situation, like I'm out of that game. You know, if they come or if somebody comes, he comes, but I'm not expecting it. You know, a lot of fans on on Twitter, especially, they they're already talking about um the the point guard. What's what's um Dragic? They're already talking about signing Dragic this summer. I mean, just because they made the the finals just a few months ago. Um, like when that came up, it was like, oh hell no, we don't want Dragic. He's getting old and said it now. He in the finals. Oh wow, look, you should, should get Dragic. He's such a great player. Wow, we need a guy like that to build our team. <laughs> <laughs> you, you kind of get sick of that, man. You really, you really get Yo. sick of all that nonsense. It's just like prisoners of the moment. You know what I mean? Like, 
I saw people yesterday, there was like a report that the Knicks didn't pursue Jimmy Butler or something like that. I was just like, aren't you the same people that clowned us for thinking we could get a free agent? Now you clowning us for not pursuing a free agent? Like, it's, it can't be both, you know? Like, these people just, I don't know. I have no idea. Just sometimes you go on Twitter, I just shut that stuff, like, sh- shut it off, like, immediately. Because, like, why? <laughs> why subject yeah, yeah, that was history runs deep. Yeah, the history runs deep. Yeah, they when people yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, I was saying that the, the revisionist history runs deep. That's that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I was just I was just gonna say like as soon as you walk into the room, people start saying stuff. I, you know, even now I, I just kind of just look at them, and they, they already know I got this podcast. You know, everybody's always asking me for for t-shirts and stickers and stuff like that. But I mean, like they, <laughs> they could be talking, walk out the room and just you know pretend like they didn't even say anything, because you get you just get tired of it every every day. You know, for as long as I've been a Nick fan, I've been a Nick fan a long time, and I've been dealing with that for for at least since high school, man. So we're we're talking like a few decades right now. I'm I'm kind of sick of it already. Joe, trusting Leon—that's all we can say right now. You know, it used to be trusting Scott Perry like three years ago when we started our podcast. I think, you know, <laughs> we learned our lesson. <laughs> I'll be joking. Like. Get all these front front office people in. Just let Scott give him one year extension. Just like lead him to a closet. <laughs> well, what, what do you guys think about Scott Perry? I thought I thought um he he set the table for what we're doing now because he was able to get you know Mitch Robinson and um these these guys. You know what I'm saying? So he kind of set us and also the, the cap too. You can't really forget that he's the one that cleared the cap for us too. So he basically set the table yeah. for for where we're going to go. You know. Um, I mean, I'm. I mean, I just kind of made a joke, but I could say probably that I'm indifferent on Scott Perry because I remember when we retained him, there was a lot of people just going crazy. Like, how could we do this? Like, well, why would we do this? This is typical Knicks. Why don't you get him out of here? I was like, is Scott Perry like Isaiah Thomas, Scott Layden? Nah, you know, he he did exactly like he found us Mitch. He found Trier, you know, for a season who was a pretty good find for undrafted free agent. Knox is obviously to be determined, but I feel like like he. Your point is Scott Perry just made mad solid moves and solid to us. That's a major improvement, you know, like. He into that partnership, he realized that, yo, what do I do? Like, what do I get into? You know what I mean? When you get into work and you just got like a dumbass coworker, like, oh, shit. <laughs> My livelihood depends on this dude. <laughs> I, yeah, you, me, me, I actually personally like Scott Perry. I think for the job that he was hired to do, he did it. And, um. They didn't do any stupid moves. They were ready to throw the whole table for who was that Seamus was going after a couple of months ago. I so much shit has happened since I don't even remember. They're about to give up everybody for D'Angelo oh, Russell, I think. That was D'Angelo like Russell, like yeah. Hail Mary move you wanted Hail to do. Hail Mary but... move everybody, the whole farm for D'Angelo Russell and Scott Perry, you know, you know, said you know, nudge James Dolan a little and be like, yo, <laughs> look what Scott Perry's about to do, and Scott Perry got fired for it. So, I'm sorry, oh, Steve Mills got fired for it. So Scott Scott Perry kind of, you know, saved the Knicks in, in, in some way or form. But as far as cast space goes, we have. As far as lottery, as far as picks go, we have all of them and then some. So, and we have, yeah. we got the best second round pick in the last, I don't know, five years, maybe. Um, I, I, I can't think back who, who else was drafted in the second round. That's as good as Mitchell Robinson right now. But yeah. arguably, you know, top three in the last five years. Uh, Jokic was twenty. 15, yeah. So, yeah. fine. You know, good. Like top big, three. But, yeah. <laughs> but, well, the last Knicks had a defensive center. I, I can't remember the last time. Marcus Canby, maybe. 
but Tyson Chandler, defensive player of the year. I think come on, bro, get some coffee in you. But no, I think I think Scott Perry for the job he was hired to do, he he did. I think he stays, he does his job, he stays quiet, and he's drama free. So if we can I mean, find a better GM, sure, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. get mad at keeping him. I want to just say though, we're kind of we're talking about Scott Perry, but I feel like we're tiptoeing around like the elephant in the room. Since we're talking about Scott Perry as a whole, that's got to go on his resume. I don't know if we want to give credit to Steve Mills for that, but Iru, like, what do you think of that? Like, I, I don't think we got your initial thoughts on the KP trade, obviously, but like, well, what would you feel back then, and how you feel now? I guess if we want to dig up old wounds. Oh my God. Well, uh, I I just want to say, like, in my mind, just from, just from how I know, um, how I know uh, Mills was and whatever, I could just imagine that um, KP came in there with his brother. I said, yes, we're looking to do this, blah, blah, blah. If you are going to get a, get a good player to come with me, we are going to uh, leave here and we're not going to resign. So, uh, you know, um, Bill's probably was like, man, you know what? Get your ass. Get the hell out of your office. You know what I'm saying? Like, you think you could talk to me like that? You hear him, Scott Perry? You know, so I, I, I think that's how it went. That was like a drama. Mickey Mouse-ass voice. I can see yeah, that. Yeah, Mickey Mouse voice. You know? so Scott Perry had to be like, oh, my God, what are you doing? So he he just um got the best deal that he could you know cleared the cap, and got the draft pick. So I, I believe that's how it went, man. So I, I think Mills screwed it up, and then uh, Scott Perry had to had to you know, oh my God, you know like you know damage control, you know you're like oh my God, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. I think we came, up, we came up on it, man. You know, I think I think we kind of needed to get rid of KP because um just um because he he was on that 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 rule. He was kind of spoiled with um. Uh, Shumpert and um, the first time TJ was, um, excuse me, um, Tamari Jr. was there and J.R. Smith, they kind of were diva-ish, you know. They mm. push um, in out of town, really. You know, there's a lot, a lot of things like that. And also, um, Melo, too, he's a star. And, and um, you know, every, everybody um, talks well about, about Melo, that, that, that he's such a great teammate. But, I mean, if you, if you play, if you watch him play, um, he isolates everybody on the basketball court. So, I, I mean, that, that's these are the type of mentors that he had. Yeah. But that's just some swelled up and that's, it just – probably over just overflow yeah and you, you mentioned the elephant in the room but scott perry wasn't the one who caused kp to be as upset as he was, that was true, Jackson. True. this was a phil um, jackson era with steve mills as his gm and yeah. um you know once bill was gone after all the fucking fires he lit up for the for the knicks you know players this is the sean bradley com- comparison and try and trade him even though you know in hindsight that trade would have for devin booker would have worked out but that's that's i mean i'm about to say phil jackson that's neither here nor there. Phil Jackson wasn't, was his, right. biggest thing, wasn't was, his biggest thing was like Porzingis' injuries. Like he's yeah. like a seven foot three like twig that can't sure. like that's like in a committed relationship with injuries. Like no doubt, no doubt. In that, sense, right. in that sense, he was right, but his approach as a president was not right. That's you know, true. those true. those kind of yeah. things don't need to be publicized or be smoke screened in or have you know media leak out. That's the thing I like about Leon Rose. None of his shit is out in the air like that. All they're very to themselves as they should be. But, you know, for Scott Perry, for the job he had to do, they it, that trade wasn't a bad trade. Dennis Smith Jr. just isn't performing as expected. But the picks they got, the cap flex- flexibility that they got, the Tim Hardaway Jr. was not even on Scott Perry either. That 72 mil contract, that's Steve Mills. You know, so mm-hmm. I think for the job that Scott Perry had to do, with, which was clean everything up, he did a good job. That's why we're on a good track right now, at least for now, time being. Yeah. Fair, fair. Cool, I mean, Ira, let me ask you this. So when you watch Miami play and you see like their player development, 
do you kind of share the same feeling I do and just get more mad about the Fizdale era? Because wasn't he straight from that coaching tree? He was going to bring all that player development mumbo jumbo here. And then like he broke Dennis Smith's jump shot or it was his idea to have Keith Smart be a shooting coach and like the lack of development we've seen for the last couple of years. Like how you feel? Like I'm just mad watching Miami because it's like beautiful. Like Duncan Robinson wasn't even drafted, you know, and he's just like lighting it up. But we got lotto picks that could barely dribble the ball, you know. Yo, you hit the nail right on the head. Keith Smart, you know, Keith Smart is your guy. That's, hey, you know what? I'm gonna, start, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the coach of the Knicks. You know what? You know what? What is Keith Smart doing right now? You know what I'm saying? Keith Smart was like, oh shit, <laughs> you want me to coach on the Knicks with you? Well, oh my god, you know, he shaved his head and shit. You know, you know. he's clicking on YouTube how to how to how to do a jump shot, how to, how yeah, to coach it up, weight watchers and, and stuff, trying to get on. Um, Number two, like the, the, the first game of, of um of the, f- the first official game. I mean, because, you know, pre- preseason, you're trying to figure guys out and stuff. But, I mean, that, that first game, hindsight as well, too. Like, um uh, the, he started um RJ and Treyer in the first game. So, I mean, mm-hmm. Treyer played, like, I think maybe, like, the first seven minutes, and then he lost to me. Like, like he, like, left or maybe he had diarrhea or something, and he didn't come <laughs> back again for the whole game. And then, like, later on, as, as the season goes by, you're wondering, like, why is RJ out there what, um and there's no point guard like they got they had um Wayne Ellington out there they had all these um all, and then you look you're oh, thinking man. like wait a second RJ is the point guard he thinks he thinks RJ Barrett is the point guard <laughs> we had like four point guards on the roster we had you know I mean, regardless of how uh, of what you think of each individual player you want to talk about DSJ Frank you want to talk about what's the other dude the, the one that we got rid of for for Jared Harper I keep forgetting his Moody? name no we know um. No, Kadeem um, Allen, Kadeem yeah, Allen, right? Kadeem Allen. Allen. You know, Kadeem Allen was actually probably one of our most consistent players over the years. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know, him and then also Alfred Payton, all these point guards, and you and you chose to start RJ and um and Treyer to begin the season, and then you forget about on Trey altogether. I mean, like, what was what was he? And and then then um he's using this guy uh uh you know um what's what's um Beyblade? Uh, I, I'm I'm like hyped up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Beyblade, the guy that, that spins around all the time. Oh, Julius Randle? Julius Randle? Yeah, Julius Randle, man. He got him <laughs> in the primary. Stuff like that. I mean, it's, it was unbelievable. He just did a, he did a good job of a coach. And I, 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 feel, I, feel, I feel bad for him because, well, then again, I don't feel bad because people still vouching for him. I, I just don't get it. You didn't see what he did as a coach? I, I mean, I, can't, I just can't believe it. Yo, this is. Like, I knew that that Knicks bias like was so obvious when like they would like ESPN and all them wouldn't stop like bigging up Fizdale after we fire him, even though like Mike Miller is taking the same roster and actually has this looking competent. You know what I mean? So that's when I I knew Fizdale got some friends in high places, bro. Like and in the way Pat Riley and Spolster were talking about him before we hired him, I thought we was getting like a prodigy, bro. Yeah. Like and we got the exact opposite. That was probably the most disappointed I've ever been in a coach like hire. And we've had plenty. Obviously, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, you have the high expectations, and we we learn from this. He's just destined to be a, an assistant coach, the guy who just He's destined to be an NBA analyst, right next to Paul Pierce <laughs> at that desk. You know, like he, I don't think he has coaching. I mean, he's the guy who like, can just keep the players calm, apparently, sort well, of. I be his friends. He probably for, play Fortnite with them. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you're disappointed that, that a coach from that came from the Spolstra and Pat Riley tree could could do so poorly and then Dan Smith Jr. he kept him on the court that first game for you know however many minutes straight but uh 
from the Frank Chats uh, chant started coming out, and it just that just oh, that just fucked up Dennis Jr. for the rest of the season. Honestly, I, I think that first game haunted him, uh, and you know he's he's a type he's an emotional player, which isn't bad. But you know when you feel like the fans are against you, it makes you not want to play. I'm sure. I can't speak yeah. for it, but I'm I'm sure that that was that was a big reason. Yeah, I, I was against him I, when when he dropped that Perry Ellis commercial. I'm like, dude, you can't <laughs> be time. But we we dropping Perry Ellis, Ellis commercials. Are you serious? <laughs> like, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, at least he got the bag. You know, he's, I think he's still getting paid by Dolan. So you got to coach in New York for a little bit, you know, like showed his wife a good time for two years, I guess. So, you know, props. Okay. I give him respect for that. Too. Yeah. Yo, his wife is bad, you know. All the, Yo. all the respect. All the respect. All respect, you know. No, <laughs> no, no offense intended if Fizzo's in the chat. My wife in the chat? Let me see. I don't think she's in the chat. Uh, yeah, is, is she behind you creeping up right now? Oh, Let me check my chat to see what you're up to now. <laughs> <laughs> well, one one point about Fisdale is that um you know he, he was expecting to coach Durant and Kyrie and stuff like that so that's his element he's 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 the guy that's like a, um like like all the coaches they used to coach um LeBron um uh, what's that goofy guy with the glasses oh Mike Brown yeah the Mike original Brown. Mr Potato Head <laughs> yeah Mr Potato all all these guys they they they're not really coaches they're just kind of like hey guys just pass the ball to LeBron like you know what I'm saying like, that's, that's a big play you know what I'm saying. So that's yeah, yeah, yeah. like, ah, oh, come on, guys, you know, just uh, pass the ball to Durant, and um, you know, you know, if you can't get a shot, just pass it to Kyrie, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be, fair, Fiz- <laughs> and to be fair, to be fair, took that same recipe. He gave it to Randall. He's like, he saw Randall do them pull ups with the fucking chains around his neck, and he's like, all right, that's my LeBron James. There you yep. go. <laughs> the rest is history. Give him the ball and get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. Chill. The problem was he couldn't get out of anybody else's way with the ball. Like, just spin, <laughs> spin like a top in the traffic. That's the problem. Yeah, like, whoa! Where am I going to go next? You know, hello. Uh, <laughs> but he's still a good player, though. That's true, yeah. It's just, like, misuse and, like, a bad fit. Because, like, like, we personally loved the, the signing. And then just, like, afterwards, it was, like, it was so obvious he was a bad quote-unquote cornerstones, and they can't shoot. You gonna make this this free agent without a jumper your main piece, but also you want to develop the two guys that can't shoot. It's gonna get ugly, like offensively, you know. And then it didn't help that they've signed so many power forwards too. So, I mean, hopefully, like this season or this off season, I feel like we take that plan that Steve Mills had, like get bets and develop the youth, but we actually execute like the non like the non dumbass version of it, you know. Like, I think I that's think, the best thing to hope for. Yeah. I mean, I think the general manager or the front office aspect of it from last year kind of made sense. If you look at the shooting percentages from last year, Randall's wasn't that bad from the three. I want to say it was at least 36, 37%. And I think Bobby Portis is actually 40%. And they brought in Wayne Ellington. They brought a bunch of three-point shooters. It was it was really just the coaching that, that they couldn't, couldn't keep up with. Both both Fisdale and Miller just didn't know how to use Randall the right way. And you'd hope that Thibodeau, with his coaching experience, which is a lot more than those two guys, would know how to use him the right way, but at this point, I think Randall on the team just, just isn't a good fit unless he suddenly realizes how to, you know, shoot a jumper and, I mean, it, and not, Tibbs, not bring up the ball anymore. If Tibbs can, like, get a team with Carlos Boozer to win, like, 60 games, I think you could take a team with Julius Randall to, like, eighth seed, maybe. I mean, that's my hope, you know? Like, just come off the bench, be that super six man, you know? What do you think, you're a 
Yeah, sure, but I, I agree because I mean, he he took um a lot of well, I mean, that Bulls team did have a lot of talent, but you know, he he put that mix together and he was able to to get them to function. You know, they because they mm-hmm. all were the same kind of kind of guys. You know, the same. You know, they all cut from the same cloth. So I mean, like the problems with him in, in Minnesota is that those guys. They also were cut from the same cloth, but they were cut from a terry cloth. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you know, so it didn't really match with um with Tom Thibodeau's um you know. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's why Jimmy Butler was going crazy. Just to just even draw the question, like like what do we do now? Because I I know um you know we we want the cap space and stuff like so we're gonna have to renounce half the team. But a lot of guys like Bobby Porter's and some of these other guys um you know actually they actually um have value. And um, they yeah. actually like it here. You know what I'm saying? So what, what what do we do? What do we do with that those type of players? Would you keep Portis? I mean, yeah, your choice. I mean, if if I could, but I mean, he makes 15 mil, so I mean, that's that's really going to kill the, the the cap really. But I mean, we're we're gonna have super cap, you know, to 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 get like, what like how how much cap do we have? Like like is it 50 or? I think so. This summer it's like 50, 40 ish. I, I know in 2021 we got more cap. You know. So that's why I'm thinking if we keep like Bobby on a 15 mil, like it's an overpay, but you know he's back with Tibbs. I think Tibbs coached him for a little bit, right? So no, is that connection I with Fred Hoiberg. I think Fred Hoiberg was his song first coach. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, because he got drafted 2015, right? Yeah, yeah, Chicago just let him go. Oh man, yeah. but he might have had some insight on it though. Before that's true. Yeah, Jimmy probably told me, "Oh, you should, you should have been here with the other guy. Like this Fred dude don't know shit." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I was, was going to be on our list, our short list to be the head coach, man. That would have been a catastrophe. Yo, thankfully not. I actually like, what do you think of the list of the coaches we did interview? Because there were some interesting names in there, you know, like some folks yeah. we didn't really hear of, like Jamal Mosley, I think, you know, like, and then you look into him like, oh, okay, this dude got like a nice resume, you know? So like, what do you think of that list and like just the process to like get tips, you know? Well, I, I think it would have been good. It, it would have been, um, it would have been just, just like any other play that we, that we would get. It would be, um, like just a wait and see. So the coach would be growing with the players and stuff like that. And you would hope that, um, that we can, um, set the table. And then when somebody like, uh, Doc Rivers, where we should have waited for, we should have waited for Doc Rivers, you know, <laughs> you know, then he he would have been somebody that we might have gotten maybe like down the road. It, you know, that's just that's just another, you know, you know, dark mirror story or whatever, you know. Tail alternate reality organization a losing organization waits for other teams to like fire their coaches for them to start their search you know what i mean like we had all this time like i thought i think mark berman new york post he said our search was eight weeks long that's a pretty good amount of time you know and all the candidates like it's like people just be talking out the side of their mouth just because it's nicks they're like lol whatever you know like oh they rushed their coaching search like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah and the, the thing is that they're like yeah because of caa connections tom Thibodeau was locked eight weeks before that anyway it's like so you know, like that's why we got Leon Rose. That's how we got all World Wide West for the connections to get one of the most winning yes, coach of the last decade. You know, he he won. Yeah, I mean, months. how many coaches have done that since 2000? Not many. A very yeah, short list. We got one of them right now. They talk about the CAA thing. We watch. We about to watch the finals. Like that whole Lakers front office got all over it. You know, like. LeBron got there. He basically said it yesterday or two days ago. He's like, yo, I brought AD here for a reason. Like, he officially embraced his GM title. I was like, okay. <laughs> he used to be, like, slick with it before. And now he's just like, yeah, I brought him here. Rob Palenka yeah. just, like, signed the papers. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, my, my point is basically, like, 
agencies, agents, like connections run everything in every business, you know, it's like, it's about time the Knicks actually use it to their advantage, you know, instead of like being taken advantage of, you know, because I think CAA like dropped Bargnani on us, like correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that was that year. Yeah, I Not to bring so. up more PTSD, but you know, points yeah, to the totally <laughs> right, man. That, that's why every every rumor that, that that comes out, every time a player is available, oh, the Knicks are 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 rumored to to be, you know, involved in in this thing here. Like, ooh, you know, like the Knicks are always involved in something because we always were involved in it because every agent out there, like Leon Rose, was like, uh, let's call the Knicks, man. Let's see what Steve Mills is gonna do. Yeah, yeah, well, Steve, yeah, we got to do for you. Yeah, yeah, just give us all your draft picks. We'll give you like, uh, you know. Exactly. And it's just like, even with the free agents, it's like, oh, okay, we can't get this much money from this team. Let's just say we got the bag from New York. We couldn't have even spoken to these people, but I feel like agents just throw it out there. Oh, like, yo, we got a big offer waiting from the Knicks, you know? Mm-hmm. And it could be a free agent we had no connection to. Like, right. it is what it is, you know? Now, I feel, hopefully, that all changes for the best, you know? Because CAA is basically the Knicks now, like, officially, you know? Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm with it. I, I'm really? just glad that we're not going to be the, the, the laughing stock anymore. You know, I'm I'm drinking. There's no alcohol in here. I just want to let you know. You know, it's just just my special. I got you. I got you. Brew over there, but um, <laughs> I'm I'm like waiting patiently. I I, f- I feel like like a, I feel like a ticking time bomb because as as soon as everything starts starts getting together and we're starting to like and, and everyone everyone can see the yo the Knicks are building something there. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off my. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go freaking crazy, man. I'm gonna let everybody know. I already took names. I got screenshots. You know, <laughs> the age of the screenshots. Oh, album set, yeah. All the receipts, man. I swear to God, I'm, I'm going to be talking. Like, once we become good, if and when, knock on wood, I'm going to be talking shit to babies and toddlers, too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Nick's in the playoffs. Little baby saying goo goo gaga. I was like, yep, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everywhere that I go, I'm just going to walk up. If I'm waiting online at the bank or if I'm at work in, the, in the, like my crew room or whatever, I'm going to walk in there and I'm going to just stand up and I'm going to just pull off my... I mean, that's that's the thing these reporters and bloggers or writers that be, like, picking on Knicks fans, that's the thing I don't think they realize. They, like, they poking, like, the, they, they poking the bear with a stick, basically. And, like, when we do become good and we wake up, it's going to be vengeance. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we come, I'm, like, we all got receipts, basically. Like, I'm, I'm going to be in Frank Isola's DMs, 100%. <laughs> oh, are, you, are, you reading my mind? are you reading my mind? Did, did you guys get attacked by Frank Isola yet? Not yet. Not I feel yet. that's a badge of honor we ain't got yet. Oh, man. I was going to try to keep that to myself, but apparently a lot of people have been getting abused by Frank Isola. He actually climbed in my DMs as well. I'm like, what? why are you bothering me, fam? Ain't you like the, the beat writer of the, the Knicks? Ain't you going to be on ESPN in like five minutes? Why are you DMing me all, all this nonsense? Whatever, man. So, like, man, whatever. Yeah, I think Sam even said that, like, like he had a funny story yeah, I don't want to like repeat for himself, but he was basically said like he had a run in in the DMs, and then I think it was a situation where he ended up like at media day. Yeah, <laughs> and then Frank I solo like he's a keyboard warrior because apparently he was like wide as a ghost, like he didn't expect to see him in person, and like that's mad typical, you know. Like I, I I'm not surprised. I solo he seemed like the type, big shit talker behind the screen, like a little puppy in person though, you know. Like a little coochie. Mm-hmm. just barking and shit don't even know what the fuck he's barking at like he'd be like his slander doesn't even make sense bro like it'd be the knicks have nothing to do with the situation and then he'll probably like he'll put out a tweet that just like 
brings us into the situation is like, oh, if this is the Knicks, X, Y, Z would happen. How disgraceful. I was like, what, what are you talking about? Like, he'd be making these timelines in, in his head, like these alternate realities. It just puts it out there because he's so angry. He'll, he'll name the top players in any game be like, also players that the Knicks missed out on. LeBron James. Yeah, the Knicks missed out on him 2010, 2016, all that shit. A lot of teams did. He's trash. Yeah. I think Dolan, like, messed around with his girls. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a soccer dad, so maybe yeah. she, they try to take his soccer mom from him or whatever. I don't know. Hey. <laughs> Good for Mrs. Isola. I don't, you know, no, no, I don't <laughs> want to disrespect anybody. You know, That's how you do it, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, we'll keep it we'll keep it real. You know? I, saw, I mean, the thing is, if I saw it was respectful to fans, you know, the people that actually kind of pay his salary – I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have like. I wouldn't be throwing out these kind of jokes or whatever. We we probably actually wouldn't like hate him this much. Well, not hate, but like you know, just clown him for what he is. But long, like obviously we're gonna hold up in better against you. Yeah. So, and we're mobbing up too, man. So it's not just gonna be Sim by himself. One day he's gonna come in. There's gonna be a room full of us, and he's gonna be like. Soccer guy, by the way, man. He's he's um that that was, that's his sport. So he doesn't even like basketball. So I don't even know how he even gotten to the point where he's writing a sports writer for the Knicks, uh, man. He's made so much money off it too. For years, for years. Tell me about it. To this oh. day, I think he's still on around the horn as like the Knicks expert or the New York sports expert. I was like, bro, what do you? Why? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just like if we we just talk about connections, that's like a point right there. Like you don't matter how good you are at your job if you got the connection, you'll get where you need to get you know like i'll give myself a little credit for that shit <laughs> yeah that, that around the horn thing you know when when, the, when they, they mute them he's always like this you know what i'm saying <laughs> while everyone is talking he's like this because he lost already he never gets to the end you know because he's like he's a widow man you know how you even got there he got there off the sweat of our our, our backs man our, our tears yeah. mm-hmm. exactly yeah and that's the best part about these podcasts because we're the ones who get to call them out on their bullshit now for years, they've been running free, talking all their shit, creating their own narratives. But that's the best part about these. Guys out on their bullshit. Um, we're going to start wrapping this episode up of the first edition of the Nickish at Night. Uh, real quick, Iru, for the finals, who do you think is going to win and how many games altogether? I'm sure you got the Lakers, but how many games do you think they're going to take it? It might go for it. Might be for two Lakers, but I mean, I I, I don't want I, I don't want to say it in my mouth that, that I'm rooting for Miami to do anything, but um you know I, w- I would really love them to 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 like um you know draw blood, you know. But mm-hmm. I just think the Lakers they just have their, their their two best players. It's just too much for for Miami to to um, but you know I could be wrong, man. You know th- that's that's why I'm a Knicks fan because I really don't give a damn about either either team. You know it's all about the Knicks, but I, I can't wait to watch actually. Yeah, games will start in about 15 minutes. Uh, so before we close out, you're working. All of our listeners follow you up. Uh, Twitter is different because, uh, you know, they only allow a certain amount of characters. So it's um, Diehard Knicks PC on, on Twitter. Find me on YouTube and, of course, here on Sportscaster with, with, um, with our guys here, the Knicks Show and all the other guys on the, um, on the Nothing But Knicks Network. Yep. So, Ira, we appreciate your time. We're definitely going to have you back on our show again. Uh, so, on behalf of Nafi and I, we, we thank you for coming on. As the first guest for Nickish at Night, 
Uh, for those guys listening, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Sportscaster at Nickish Show. And subscribe to us on Spotify, Instagram, uh, sorry, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. And uh, check us out for Nickish at Night next Wednesday. We're going to bring on a new guest every week. And, of course, our Nickish Cup. Our Sunday edition Nickish Show standard podcast every Sunday. Um, until next time, hope you guys enjoy the game. That's going to start in about 15 minutes. Peace out. So that was the episode on Nickish at Night. Uh, that was the episode featuring me. So uh, I don't know if you could hear it at the end. There's a couple audio issues um, towards the end of the thing. But it's um, Nickish. You can find basically Nickish show on any platform. They're going to be on um, YouTube. They're on Sportscaster. They're on every audio platform, just like you can find this podcast, the Iron Knicks podcast. We're on all audio platforms, as you know. And um, like I said, I'm also on Sportscasting YouTube as well. So check me out. And, you know, whenever I go live, I, I will be going live on Sportscaster, Facebook, and Twitter. So um, tune in for that, man. <laughs> as my kids are in the background yelling and screaming. So anyway, as we do on the podcast, four fingers to the forehead, tucking your thumbs to the loop. See you guys on the next one. All right, peace.